1: Your paycheck is the (laughs) what is it the bribe they give you to forget your dreams? But your paycheck can be a stepping stone to achieving your dreams. Some of those bribes are good. Some of these bribes are good. (laughs) Saying you started something. (laughs) Is not the success point. The success point is the end Mm. where you're able to say, I built something. Mm.
0: Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And
1: I'm Courtney, and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast.
0: Now, we are all about promoting the wellness,
1: growth, and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are talking work, business, career. We are talking nine-to-five side hustle and entrepreneurship. In this episode, we're actually going to be breaking down how to excel in a nine-to-five and a side hustle or full-time entrepreneurship, which might be the best option for you in this season of your life, and also how to balance a nine-to-five job and a side hustle, and also how to turn your side hustle into a full-time business. So today's one's going to be a juicy one. We're about to jump straight into it. Let's just jump straight into it. <laughs>
0: okay. Now, our good sisters know that we've added a little bit of a segment to our podcast episodes. <laughs> and today we have a dilemma.
1: Yes, we are excited for that. Let's talk. So sisters, pals, we have a good sis
0: here who is having trouble with her business venture. Okay. Now she started a business with a really good friend of hers. Oh, sounds familiar. <laughs> this is where it takes a turn for the worst. Okay. So, a couple months down the line and Sis is noticing a couple of patterns, mm. namely that she feels as though she's the one that's putting more work and more effort into upholding the business mm. than her friend is. Okay. Now, a good Sis has asked, should she confront her friend okay. and say, "Yo, where you at? You're not yeah. working as hard as yeah. I and you're not invested." Yeah. Or should she cut her
1: losses <laughs> <laughs> and go solo? Oh, okay. Is that it? That's it. Okay. I think this one is an interesting one. When it comes to friendship, money, business, yeah. all of that, it's really sticky. Yeah. Um, It's the same with like family and business and stuff. I, th- I think it's all about communication here. Mm-hmm. It really takes like sitting down, being honest, having a very transparent conversation saying, mm. you know, I feel alone in this journey. I feel like I'm doing more than you were doing. Um, as per our original agreement, which is why it's really important to have like a contract or just a a meeting where you've laid out your expectations and each of you have agreed to meet those expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then refer back to that and be like, you know, when we had that conversation or in this contract, whatever, mm. you said that this is what you were going to do and you're not doing that. Yeah. Or it could be that, you know, demands of the business have changed and both of you have had to step up since that original mm. discussion actually having the conversation to say you need to do more mm. and if you know give a set period of time say if you know we don't see change in the next one two months mm. we may have to you know come to the decision that we might not be the best business partners and that's okay um there may be a way in that to pre- preserve the friendship um but i think letting it go unchecked yeah um is going to be difficult. And also I think the latter option of like cutting them off is really really extreme. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's hard. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I had a business partner when I started my company mm-hmm. and literally in the first few weeks. I
0: remember th- that. <laughs> <sighs> that
1: was in so the funny. first few weeks I had to cut them out, right? And it was <laughs> It wasn't cute. And bear in mind, this was, what, three years ago? Yeah. We still don't really talk like we used to. So it can get very sticky. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think always expressing, like, first of all, the, the growth of the business is something you really care about and you're yeah. committed to, yeah. but also preserving the friendship and and trying to make sure that you're doing things and trying to understand the other person um, whilst growing the business is really important to you as well. So trying to understand, like, is it that your head's just not in the right place? How can I help you? Mm. Is it that, you know, I've put you in charge of something you're not really that interested in and that's why you're not really committed? Try and understand how to work with them mm-hmm. um, in a way that's more conducive that, Both of you feel excited, but also both of you are really committed. So it's really about communication. But if they still don't want to be pulling their weight, cut the strings. Running a business and carrying (laughs) dead weight. It's
0: tight. It's so, so tight. Oh, It's real tight. It's tight.
1: You think money will drive you mad. It's people. People will drive you crazy. And so if they don't want to pull their weight, then have the conversation about, you know what, it's a purely business decision Mm -hmm. and in an attempt to, you know, preserve this relationship or if you've got to cut ties with the friendship too, then that's another dilemma for another day. But you got to let it go. But I think first, have the conversation. What Mm. about you?
0: No, I definitely agree. It's very much about communication. Being very clear about what you expect Mm
1: -hmm. in this relationship. Mm
0: -hmm. I think it might be difficult. I think it might be difficult if you started the business engagement or like any kind of venture without laying those terms at first and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people think that friendship and business can't mix because they think that because you know you've already got that solid foundation of friendship there are certain things that don't need to be written down or recorded or there's no contracts that Mm. need to be drawn Mm -hmm. up however it's really important if not more important to make sure that you have those things as kind of like base level foundational stuff before you proceed so if you are in a situation where you've started something with a friend and you haven't had that conversation about who's doing what yeah like when does this happen like and all that kind of good stuff then this is the point that you Mm. need to have the conversation and i think it's also good to acknowledge that sometimes in business it won't always be 50 50 sometimes it might be 10 90 20 80 60 40 and sometimes it switches However, if you are observing a pattern whereby it's always 1090, that's when you need to have the conversation and say, I believe that, you know, you're not pulling your weight or rather I feel overwhelmed with the amount of work that I'm doing in comparison to you. And I think just being super straight up and saying like, look, we got to fix this. And if we can't fix this, then let's find an amicable way to part weights. Mm. Um, I too think that cutting off is quite extreme. It's I mean, nice. I hear it. Sometimes it happens. Like you get to yeah. the end of your tether. Yeah. But I feel like you need to address the situation first, communicate first, and then use cutting off as, like, the last...
1: Last option. resort. Last, last resort. resort. Last resort.
0: Unless there's any fraudulent activities
1: oh. occurring or
0: any kind of... <laughs> <laughs> any kind Forget of money laundering. cutting
1: off. You're going to the police. <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: going to jail. <laughs> if there's any kind of, like, shady business going on, then, yeah. okay, cutting off might yeah. be a more uh, preeminent act yeah. that you might yeah. have to take. But other than that, I definitely think that it's really about communicating. Yeah. And all that kind of good
1: definitely. stuff. Definitely. It's it's tough like you want to start businesses with friends um sometimes and I think one thing that is really important to get off and it's a key point that you mentioned where don't assume just because your friend said this is going to work like mm -hmm. you both have to be willing to put in the work and I think sometimes we we look at our relationship with people um rather than their character yeah and like the example that they've set like for example starting my like starting um a business with you right you're my best friend and I think to myself okay putting the best friend mm. thing aside and yes we can laugh together and yes we we I trust you like do you know what I mean but mm. looking at your character when you're actually at work mm. and looking at your character with your own business is this somebody you would want to work with like on a level would this be somebody that you'd work with if they were a stranger yeah do you know i mean and i think sometimes we give people the benefit of the doubt because they are our friend rather than thinking like if your friend has never been able to keep a job they've never been able to be stay committed to anything that they start they've never been able to you know be consistent in anything. <laughs> just because they're your friend, it doesn't mean they're going to be a great business partner. All of that doesn't change just yeah. because the person likes you. Yeah, yeah. Their, their character is their character. And, and yes, everyone has the room to grow, for, grow and everyone has the room to change, but you've got to know that that's what you're signing up for. So being realistic, like, is this somebody I'd want to work with anyway? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, not just, oh, it's my friend, it would be nice to yeah. have someone I can work with who I like. No, you've you're building something here, and that takes commitment, and that takes a certain level of character. If that person doesn't have the character, then don't be surprised when you enter into business and now money is involved that they're acting wild. It's tight, you know. It's tight. It's tight. But mm. pals,
0: please be sending us dilemmas. Remember, you can send them via Instagram DM, via email, and via our website. Yes. So don't be a stranger. Send us in your dilemmas. Love without it. Without further ado, Miss Courtney. let it. I believe it's that time. <laughs> Take it away, pal. <laughs>
1: Like we said, today's conversation is going to be about business, nine to five, and side hustles. And we're not just talking about whether you should start a business. We've done that already um, in terms of the things that you should pursue in terms of work and what you should be thinking about when starting these things. But actually, today, what we want to talk about is how to excel, how to prosper, how to just be excellent in whatever it is you have chosen to do, whether you're a full-time career babe, um, whether you work in an office or corporate, or whether you are a freelancer, a side hustler, and you're doing it multiple things at the same time, or you're focusing on full-time, i hustle, or you've decided to take the full plunge into self-employment and start your own company, and you're doing that full-time, we want to talk about how do you excel? How mm. do you do... Excel is the right word, right? Yeah. 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 How do you do really... Um, my English has ever since that overthunk <laughs> thing. <laughs> I listened to it back. I was crying. <laughs> ever since that overthinking I'm telling you, I have to come to you to, like, ch- checklist everywhere that I say. But... Uh. We want to talk about how do you do well in everything. We want to see you win. We want to see you do well. We want to see you literally top the charts. We are all about excellence. We are all about living out everything and committing yourself to everything with excellence. And that's what we want to talk about in this episode. So in regards to nine to five, let's start there. Most people's um, idea of, you know, getting a full-time job Mm -hmm. can sometimes be, you know, I'm going to get this job and yes, I'm going to get promotions and stuff like that. But how do you truly make the most of a nine to five? Mm -hmm. How do you make sure that in your personal growth Mm -hmm. um, or for your personal growth, for your finances um, and for your career goals, that you're actually making the most of a nine to five, a nine to five career? Yeah,
0: um, The first thing that I would say towards that is stop running
1: Oh, um, because I
0: think you touched on very, very slightly the problem of kind of like entrepreneurship right now and like mm. nine to five work in that nine to five is seen as kind of like a stepping stone to yeah. full-time entrepreneurship or business and stuff like that. And a lot of people are like in their nine to fives, you know, to pay the bills and they're like, I hate it. I, 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 I hate, hate it here. Like, <laughs> I hate being here. And I think that. It's not a helpful attitude to have if you hate your job, like every element of it. So good. Because you won't be able to actually take a lot of learnings or growth from it that could actually help you succeed in yeah. all of your other ventures. So as somebody that actually has a nine to five, it's actually super helpful in terms of transferable skills for all the things that I do apart from my full-time like job. Um, and the kind of skills that I learn from working full-time mm-hmm are super, super helpful. And I I fully believe that if you have no experience working for somebody else, Mm. then no one should work for you. Ooh, okay. Everyone everyone thinks that they should come out of the womb and be a boss. (laughs) A boss babe. Boss babe. You have no credentials. You've never worked for anybody. You just want people to work for you why would anyone work for you if you've never worked for anybody else and you don't understand what that relationship looks like from that perspective? Mm. And I think that if you are somebody that wants to be a boss in your own lane, you need to know what it feels like, what it looks like to work for somebody else because then you have more empathy and more understanding and you know how to actually make the most of your team because you understand. So true. So for me, a nine to five is in a way, you know, preparation for if you're thinking about moving to um, business and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. full time, but it's also a key training area for developing key skills that will help you in everything else that you yeah, do yeah. so things like communication being able to work in a team all the you know the stuff that you guys sprinkle on your cv but you never really go to <laughs> realistically and be like oh yes yeah, so i learned this you know doing xyz you all
1: know the- what i put on my cv that would never ever be true what? proficient in excel stop it <laughs> <laughs> I can do formulas in Excel but like proficiency yeah proficiency is tight proficiency is tight but it's so true like the things you you say you can do really well are really only learned when you're in a team of other people right exactly it is and also it gives you scope to actually understand
0: what it is you want to do Mm. sometimes your nine-to-five job can actually link really nicely with a lot of the work that you're doing outside so true so if you are doing a you're you're currently in a role that requires you to do a lot of writing Mm. and you're a content creator Mm. you've hit the jackpot because now because you are doing this in your full-time role when it comes to writing you know content or creating content outside of you know work yeah it's really easy so true or you know if you're interested in you know hair and beauty and your full-time role is you're working in a salon yeah Hello, you've hit the jackpot. You can again transferable skills. So So I think reshaping our mindset around how we view the nine to five role and seeing it as an opportunity
1: and a training ground is really, really important to succeeding in in everything. I love that so much. I think that's so important. Like seeing your nine to five as an opportunity and a training ground. I think a lot of people see their full-time job because like you rightly said at the beginning mm. a lot of us are trained to see your work as just your money maker yeah, you sure. need to do it to stay afloat but actually you know we get to be in a really great position where we can actually love the work that we do we love what we wake up and go and do and you don't just have to be an entrepreneur to do that mm. I think a lot of people feel like oh if I want to do what I'm passionate about I have to go and start my own company No, like a lot of people have found jobs where they are happy. And also I think 9 to 5s are a great place to experiment. They're Mm, a great place mm. to... Um, try out new ideas to put yourself forward with new ideas that you have new concepts that you have and instead of going all the way out and you know doing it on your own where you may not have the finances xyz you've probably got a million pound corporation that you work in that is working with people they've already got resources they've already got people they've already got teams connections which you can leverage off of to experiment and see is this a project that I could head Mm. you know is this something that I could actually do and I think that that's why going into your work and trying to be the best at it is important. I think a lot of us are convinced that, you know, I'll put a hundred percent in when it's my own thing. And it's that rhetoric you get in a lot of like, entrepreneurship books where they're telling you your employees are not going to be as committed as you are to your vision which is probably true but they are also there with a specific purpose they're there to leverage off of you know the finance the the people the opportunities the resource whatever the knowledge and and the experience and because of that They are sometimes quite committed, you know, and we should actually take, if you are somebody who works in full-time employment, um, or you're in any sort of employment, you should apply yourself a hundred percent. Don't go and do things half-assed. Like I think a lot of people kind of see it as this isn't my job. Like this, this isn't my business. I'm just cruising by. I'm just doing what it is I've come to do. I'm gonna get my paycheck when it's done. Um, and then I'll come back next week. And you know, you, you hate your team that you work with. You're never (laughs) at the work socials. Uh, (laughs) You hate your boss. You don't talk to anybody. And it's like, don't just dedicate hours of your life, literally years of your life Mm. to something where you're actually truly unhappy. And I think that everyone can get to that point where they're doing something that mm. even if this isn't, this isn't where you want to be forever, it's a stepping stone, like exactly. you said. And so actually apply yourself with excellence, like make sure you stand out. And I think that that's one thing, like what you said about um, not just jumping into entrepreneurship without... Um, like being an employee first, like it took my mind back to when I was working at my internship for a couple of years. And sorry, this is in my mind because of Ugly Betty, I'm (laughs) telling you, but it it threw my mind back to when I was in my internship for a couple of years. And Mm. I can't even lie to you, everything that I've achieved in my business, I would not have been able to achieve it this quickly if I had not have done that internship. Mm. That internship literally taught me so much that what they were able to build and like, the couple years that I was there, maybe yeah. three years that I was there, I was able to build that in like less than two years mm. because I already had had the experience. I know what works. I know what doesn't work. We've tried this before. I've organized this before. Yeah, quick. In fact, all the contacts that I had, I got them from work. Like yeah. this, this is... <laughs> to be very absolutely. honest with you and um, the knowledge that I had of running a company a specific company that was like what I wanted to build and so I think like you said using that as an opportunity using your 9 to 5 mm. as an opportunity to get the information and the knowledge you need to be able to do something you're passionate about later down the line mm. impeccable absolutely so then talk to me then about another benefit of 9 to 5 which is the secure income the paycheck mm. now of course There are things like redundancy and, you know, being fired and just (laughs) being let go, as they say, (laughs) which, but hopefully that will not be your portion. Well, a lot of people do talk -hmm. about it, Mm -hmm. which is obviously the fact that you get a secure paycheck at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, somebody's, you know, paying your tax, they may be paying into your pension, Mm -hmm. things like that, um, but I think there's another aspect of the whole like paycheck conversation, which is really important, which is this is the perfect flow of income to then use to further invest in yourself mm-hmm. and in things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. So what is the best way to use your paycheck mm. to level up?
0: Okay. Do you know what I mean? I'm about to go rich dad, poor dad on them. No, I'm trolling. Do it. Absolutely
1: trolling. <laughs> that book is uh, Have you read it? I have. Yes. Okay, cool. What do you think about it? <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is everyone's life-changing book. Be careful. <laughs> just I least. am on the floor.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Before we get too tight into the book reviews, So our <laughs> top line, top line, mm. I think it was an okay read. Okay, okay. I think in terms of just like top line financial knowledge, it's helpful. Okay. But if I'm somebody that's actually looking to amass wealth, I wouldn't say that that would be in my top five. It okay. might be in my like top 20.
1: Okay. How about this? Sign up to the mailing list and we will give you <laughs> Renee's top five business That's, books.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, don't worry. We'll deliver on that. <laughs> Perfect. Um,
0: but in terms of our oh, paycheck culture and how to actually best use your yes. paycheck and all that kind of good stuff. um, It's so funny because a lot of like hustle culture um, rhetoric is around mm. the why do you want a paycheck your what do you call it succumbing to the that
1: system. that quote sorry I've been seeing this a lot recently and it just makes me chuckle yeah your paycheck is the what is it the bribe they give you to forget, yeah, to forget your dreams and it's just like anyway but your paycheck can be a stepping stone to achieving your some dreams of those bribes are good. <laughs> some of those bribes are good <laughs>
0: some of those bribes are good <laughs> <laughs> Some of the bribes are fantastic. Some of them are, are great. Take me and handcuffs. You know, there are. There are cert- Listen, <laughs> she said, "Take me and handcuffs." There are certain levels of bribes that will have you turning your neck. Like, you know what? I'm Fats. listening. I'm Fats. listening. Um. So, in terms of the security of the paycheck, it's actually nice. Like, mm. let's not lie about it. Let's not. I, I think that that rhetoric has risen as a means to downplay the security of having a monthly paycheck yeah, or yeah. A weekly or whatever, um, you know, system of time your paycheck runs on. But it's nice. It means that you know when, you know, rent is going to be paid. You know when your bills are going to be paid. You know when things are going to be settled to a degree. And that's a level of security that I think cannot be underestimated, mm. particularly in times like this, where, you know, the, like the future of work is changing. Yeah. So to have so at lovely. least one thing for an extended period of time, however yeah. long your contract is or whatever, yeah. provided that you don't mess up and get you know fired or you know there aren't any <laughs> internal <laughs> changes um it's actually quite nice to yeah. know that you have it's X really vital Essential. exactly and i think in terms of using your paycheck um as best as possible Mm. the first thing that i would say is make sure that all of your bills and impending debts are settled like the pressing ones right i know we have that whole rhetoric of paying yourself first and all that kind of good stuff but if you have bills make sure that um all of those are settled good if you know that you have you know your mobile phone contract rent credit cards all that kind of stuff make sure those are paid off as much as possible as feasibly as possible yeah um, and there's different like budgeting styles and all that kind of good stuff that we can dig into in, an, in another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, making sure that, you know, your essentials are covered and mm-hmm. um, making sure that you, if you can leave some for savings, mm-hmm. um, I the ratio will like differ depending on who you are and how much you earn. Yeah. But if you can save even a little bit per month for just like a rainy day emergency fund, I'm such an advocate of having an emergency fund because yeah. Lord, you don't
1: know what could happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> if this <laughs> pandemic has taught you anything, it's that sweetie, oh. you can't see the bad things coming. You okay. Can't see them You've coming. actually got to save up for a rainy day. And one thing also about saving up for a rainy day is you don't have to wait till you're like much older to start saving. Absolutely not. Start saving from as early as possible. As soon as you start making any sort of income, even if it's just allowance from your parents, save some to the side, put some away. It's a principle you need to live by. Absolutely, absolutely. And once those
0: things have been handled, then we can start talking about investing in yourself. So like for me personally, I have like a training and development fund. I love that. Which is like a, if I want to like learn a new skill or if I want to like invest in a new, like, a new piece of technology that might help me. Yeah. Um, and I make sure that I spend that money on me and getting myself better so, so that good. I can produce more work. So good. So really, I think sometimes when we think about investments, we often think so, you know, stock share. There we go. Crypto, <laughs> crypto, crypto, property, property. Yeah. Um, what do you make your money work for
1: yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, clouds too much. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, but that's what
0: they sound like, and you know, you, you see all the Instagram pages, all the YouTube yeah. channels, like make money quickly, invest Are you over money
1: to another stream of income. Oh, <laughs> that's what they sound like. <laughs> no shade, but it happened to me recently, and it just literally the person. Uh, I I doubt they watch this, but yeah. they were just like, oh. Um, they had started a conversation from way back like a week ago they were priming me oh, yeah. <laughs> they were priming me <laughs> and then they literally messaged me randomly like hey just checking in on you oh thank you so much <laughs> like it's hard <laughs> to find people that care these days <laughs> so i said to, you know hey hi how's it catch up. <laughs> it was like yeah so just just talk to me real quick um are you open to another stream of income? Oh, I literally no. messaged him like, is this about for? Is this about <laughs> Forex and trading? He was like, yeah. I said, this conversation is over. <laughs> well done.
0: Oh, Courtney, don't kill me today, please. Or you know like the, pre- well, the less predatory Instagram <laughs> messages, especially if you're a woman. Yeah. Sometimes they'll DM you, hey,
1: beautiful. <laughs> these days i hey, actually gorgeous. i will go to your profile if i see any candlesticks so no, thank you. manifesting the, okay no
0: <laughs> let's rule back this cuz i will like the, the experiences that we've had with this whole um <sighs> investing uh, culture
1: not to say investing is bad cuz i just want to put it out there investing is good it's not a great primary strategy if you don't know what you're doing exactly and I think a lot of people look at it as literally get rich quick schemes and sometimes some people will pander to the idea Mm -hmm, of like mm -hmm. oh you want money now okay join into this Mm -hmm. when actually there are better ways that you can invest in yourself especially when you're young and I think that that's where some of us get it wrong we go to these things which are traditionally they're considered mm-hmm. advanced like mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. say about four or five years ago yeah the only people you would really hear talking about stocks and shares were people who had already like their career was already they're there you yeah, know they have already they bought top. their house mm-hmm. they've they've got the industry knowledge and yes they put some of their money in stocks and shares maybe that's what they used to send their kids to private school mm-hmm. and yes I'm glad that it's kind of you know disseminated a bit and the masses can access it but i think it's we still have to have that mentality of it should not be your primary form of investment especially 100%. if you don't know how to do things like invest in yourself invest mm-hmm. in your mind mm-hmm. and stuff like that which you're about to talk about
0: 100 and knowledge is where they get you knowledge is really really where it starts yeah and if you're in doubt about like investing in a particular thing if you feel as though you don't have enough knowledge then start there. That's where the investment comes. It comes in the knowledge first. So good. Um, But yeah, in terms of investing, really try and focus on the areas that could help you in the long run. Mm. So think about the things that you might need in order to power certain things that you're interested in. So if you're thinking of starting a business, you might want to go on like, you know, an online course or something like that. Obviously do your vetting process. Buy some books. (laughs) Buy some books. Good old books. Books are super cheap. And you can get them on Amazon, eBay.
1: Next day delivery. Next
0: day delivery.
1: Audible if you don't like to read words There like, you mm. go.
0: Like think about the resources that are available to you and really invest in that first before you start making the larger investments Definitely. and all that kind of good stuff. And actually like practically put them to good use. Yeah. So if you've learned something in a book, don't just leave it in theory, mm. set it up. Or if you're thinking about, um, you know, trying something out that you came across in a YouTube channel, do it then like, yeah do it try it try it and see if it works for you so in terms of investing try and actively put aside some money to develop skills interests and develop your knowledge base as a means of then making money later on so good but miss courtney yes you know i'm gonna flip the question back on you uh, hashtag queen of the side hustle oh oh talk to Side us about that whole hustles. talk to us about investing in yourself
1: thank you very much <laughs> okay cool I think for me like you hit it spot on like investing in your mind is really really important um but also investing and in learning new skills mm-hmm. are great essentials um I I talked about this recently
0: Courtney, that's become a, a producer in the last few months thank le- you very okay, much guys
1: no okay to be honest to be honest I'll go into this because this is a perfect example right We wanted to start a podcast. Did we have the funds to now be doing studio every week? No. So what did I go and do? I've learned how to use... (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I've learned how to Uh, use equipment that um. I never knew I'd ever have to know how to use, right? Mixing, sound quality, being able to like... um, edit audio in like actual audio editing software. (laughs) I've actually had to learn these things. um, Mm -hmm. And I love stuff like that. Like for me, I'm one of those, I'm a very technical person. I like to learn new skills. I like to pick up new stuff, new crafts. Um, I used to be very arty when I was younger, but that's another story for another day. Mm. I think it's really important to learn different skills that allow you to put things together in a way that you're satisfied with. That way, when you work with people in the future, you can actually tell them what you want and you actually have an expectation of how long it takes to do mm-hmm. um, how easy or hard it is to do, and that way you know the true value of something, right? Mm. Um, I taught myself like how to use social media and like really grow platforms and grow um, communities and how to create content that looked visually appealing. Like I taught myself all of these things literally through YouTube. I cannot emphasize it enough. A good Google search, my biggest like thing I always tell myself in my head, Google it. Mm -hmm. If I hear someone say something, even words like I'll be reading a book and I'll have my phone like right next to me. I'll be like, hey Siri or hey Google, what does this mean? What, what is this? And I mm-hmm. think it's really important to satisfy your curiosity. I, I got that thing from my dad where he said, you know, if you have a curiosity about it, satisfy, mm-hmm. satisfy that curiosity as long as it's not harmful, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important if you're, you're thinking about just being a valuable member of society, <laughs> you have to continue to, I don't know how else to put it, you have to continue to learn, mm-hmm. you have to continue to um you, ha- you have to remember that education doesn't stop once you leave school, yeah. basically. And your responsibility to continue to be educated is your responsibility. No one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to force you to read that book. No one else is going to, you know, sit you down and maybe do a one-on-one with you. I mean, people are charging thousands Boy. to do one-on-ones to, you know, share specific pieces of information, information that you could get if you just started the journey of, you know, starting at step one, And being humble a bit and, you know, having to do this for dummies, this in a simple way, just so you can begin to understand. But the information is out there. It's in a book. It's in um, a PDF. It's in, you know, an online article, a blog. Literally content is everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. And you can, I mean, this is why I love Audible. They're not sponsoring this podcast yet. (laughs) But like, you can listen to a book. I will listen to a book in a day Mm -hmm. because I, like I can. My work allows me to do that. I feel like... You so you can surround yourself with information as long as you find the best way for you to take in information. Mm. So like, for example, you love to read. Yeah. Like you read, and sh- you read quickly. Mm-hmm. I am not a quick reader. I I think <laughs> I have a bit of, you know. You have a dyslexia. allergy <laughs> You have know. an allergy to reading. No, because I, I find it hard. Like mm-hmm. re- I will read something and I'll have to read it twice to get it. But if you tell me something, I'll never forget it. Like mm-hmm. if I hear something never forget it. See, I'm the opposite. If you tell me something. This, and this is it. This is why I feel like you have to learn who you are in order to know how best to invest in yourself. Yeah. Because for me, if I know I need information, I'm not automatically going to go to a book. I'm going to go to YouTube. Yeah. I'm going to go to, I will go to a book, but it'll be probably through Audible Mm -hmm. or something like that understanding that will let you know where to put your money so you're not even wasting your money on yourself. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Because I used to do this thing where somebody would say, get a book. Mm. I would buy the physical book. Do you know how many books I have on my bookshelf that I have not read? Because I don't like to read physical books. (laughs) (laughs) So I I learn, actually, then when somebody tells me, read this book, Mm -hmm. why don't I just put it on my Audible wish list? Like, why don't I just put it, I keep saying Audible, like they're sponsoring this video. Why don't I just put the audio book on this wishlist? (laughs) Audible, Audible, Audible if you guys are listening. I absolutely love them. I (laughs) spent too much money on Audible. But um, (laughs) why don't I just put this book on my wishlist? And Mm. I think this is why um, personal development and self-awareness really comes into play when you're early 20s. Learning yourself, especially in uh, seasons of your life and ages of your life where you're constantly changing is really important because that way you know how to kind of give yourself the advantage, right? How how best do I learn? How best do I communicate? What sort of people do I get on best with? Um, And that way you make life a lot simpler for yourself. Um, But in terms of investing in yourself, yeah, investing in knowledge, investing in skills, um, but also investing in the people around you is Mm -hmm. really important. Taking time to actually carve out meaningful relationships, especially at work. Hmm. You guys that are running away at lunchtime. I'm not going to lie. I've heard this. Patricia Bright tells this story all the time. Mm -hmm. They were giving out promotions at her work. And she was the girl who had kept to herself. Mm. She was very quiet. She would just keep her head down, get her work done. And she was good at her work. But when it came to dishing out promotions, she didn't get them because everyone used to say she's not a team player. She's quiet. She's... She's too introverted. Mm. And that is a massive thing people look for in workplaces. Are you good at working with teams? Are you good at presentations? Are you out there? Do we know you? Are you the one who stays, you know, for the socials? Do people get on with you? Mm -hmm. And so it's not just about being a good person and being good at your job. Sometimes you do have to play office politics, but it's the same thing with your side hustle entrepreneurship and your any form of career. You're going to need a network of people who can share with you information, share with you, resources who will actually help you to level up these Mm. things aren't done on your own and so that is a huge thing that you need to invest in taking time to invest in other people and whether those are people you mentor people who mentor you or peer-to-peer I prefer like peer-to-peer relationships Mm. where you're just trying to genuinely cultivate lifelong relationships with people or relationships that will last a specific season with purpose Mm. yeah that's what I'd say. I love that, Courtney. But this takes us into a conversation about side hustles. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people do um, the nine to five thing. Yeah. But the money the, in this economy, <laughs> <clears throat> let's talk about it. In this economy,
0: Yeah.
1: you can't just survive on one paycheck unless you got it like that. Okay. And I think that it's really important even whether you are making a lot of money with your main, um, full-time income that you actually have multiple streams of income. You know, that keyword everyone loves to use, but it's actually a principle that we live by having multiple streams of income. And that's where the side hustle comes into play. Now I love side hustles. It's not a secret. Okay. I love a good side hustle. Um, because I think it allows you to just explore different parts of yourself creatively, but also just Test the waters a bit in different areas. And who doesn't love another stream of income? Even if it's little, it compounds into something. Yeah. But let's talk about excelling with your side hustle especially in finding balance Mm -hmm. between having a successful side hustle and a successful full-time career yeah that's why i want to talk to you (laughs) (laughs) because you do it so well you do it really really well so talk to us about your experiences with having a side hustle Mm -hmm. and Mm full-time work how have you found balance
0: yeah well now i do it better okay okay it wasn't always you know peaches and cream and you know (laughs) rosy beds of lavender and all that kind of good stuff um i think first of all what you were saying earlier about knowing yourself is so Mm. integral to this conversation Mm. because i think there's a difference between knowing yourself and assuming the best that you will always do the best because Fats. you won't. Fats. You won't. Fats. Like you can make your plans. It's much like when um, a good example, tangential example is when, you know, you decide I'm going to, you know, exercise. Yeah. And I'm going to become, you know, the best version of myself. Two twos now in like two, three days. Why are you eating that donut? And that's your third one. She's what? talking to me. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> um i think that knowing yourself and understanding the way that you work yeah understanding how to manage your energy effectively mm. and understanding what is the best way that you can set up not yourself but your environment such that you can succeed that's so are the three things that i would say are key to finding the balance between full-time work and side hustling yeah so the first thing you need to do is prioritize the one that makes you the most money mm. That's probably going to be your full-time work. Mm. There's a lot of people that will be neglecting parts of their full-time work because they're working on their side hustle that's going to take off.
1: <laughs> you will get fired. Your cash
0: flow balance in your side <laughs> hustle is minus. Mm. It's actually minus. And that's not to say that you should stop investing time in your side hustle. It's that there's certain things that are that need attention. Yes. And that's the ones that make you money. Yeah. So first of all, focus on patterning your full-time job. So make good. systems such that you can actually function well in your full-time role that you're a team player all the things that you mentioned earlier Courtney that you're active in your role that you're excelling you're doing well it's only when you've patterned that that you should even think about having a side hustle because if you're failing in your full-time job you will fail in your side hustle and if you're excelling in your side hustle but failing in your full-time job I'm telling you that your full-time job will not last long
1: this is it. It this won't is last it. long.
0: And then all of a sudden you're floundering, forcing it, trying to make things work because you've lost your job. Yeah. But that's
1: okay if you don't need your job. Yeah. yeah. But if you need your job, you've got to balance these Absolutely. things really well. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's very much a case of you need to
0: focus on patterning one thing at a time before you start multiplying sometimes we get so scatterbrained and i am such a i was so guilty of this in the beginning where i had um shiny object syndrome where i'm like working on one thing and then something really exciting comes up or like oh another hustle there or like another hustle there lack of commitment and you're exactly and the thing is like they look shiny in the moment because there's a light shining on it but when the light dims now you have another thing that is on your back that you have to manage because it. it looked great in the beginning but now it's another thing you have to think yeah. about. So I think trying to manage that by focusing on one thing at a time before multiplying is really the key to finding balance between the two and mm. being a quote unquote polymath. And there's some really like obnoxious terms that people use for it nowadays. The one I came across was like, what is it, multi hyphenate, something like that? I saw that. I, was I saw like, that one oh. recently. I thought. <laughs> Oh, English. That's, great. that's <laughs> good. Yeah, no, you're you're oh, that's <laughs> <rich>. <laughs> So, oh, English. You're so, I didn't come across this English when I was growing up. You're um, I saw that. I said, God, English.
1: No. Um. <laughs> wow, you're actually a problem. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, though. I think it's important to not. Guys, having a lot of things that are unsuccessful doesn't make you successful. Oh. And I think so. some sometimes no, but sometimes we collect all of these titles because exactly. I've done it before in the yeah, past. Yeah. Oh, I do this, I do that, I do that, I do this, I do. Th- okay, but w- do you do any of those things well? <laughs> like, have you have you have you grown your skill enough, this, and are you committed to anything enough to do it well? One successful thing. will make you successful 10 successful things will make you successful but 10 unsuccessful things will have you unsuccessful Mm -hmm. and hella busy Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. no reason and having no room to actually have something that will lead you to success so actually sometimes focusing is important so even when people are saying you know have these multiple streams of income what they're talking about is have a few streams of income that are less passive mm-hmm. and have a lot of incomes that are passive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but having something that you're actively involved in you can't do a thousand of those things you can't. at one time you can't. you can't
0: and you just won't have enough energy to manage it at all. all when you pattern the one thing then you can use that as a blueprint yes. for everything else yes. so pattern the first thing yeah. pattern your job yeah. before you start thinking about the hustle yeah and energy management is key Lord knows, both me and Courtney have experienced burnout when we're just doing too many things. We're Hustle culture will have you dead, ah, dead in the ground, <laughs> six feet under, and for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. and the worst thing is you brought it upon yourself. Who mm, asked you? There would nobody ask you to do these things because, in the name of you know, multiple streams of income, yeah. but understand that there aren't multiple personas of yourself there's only one you you've you've got to manage a finite amount of energy in a given day there's only 24 Ooh. hours in a day as much as people will be saying that they're working on their hustle you know 26 8 they're
1: on there aren't eight days in the week There are not 26 hours in a day. There
0: are not 26 hours in the day. And it's not healthy to come home from work at 7pm and then work on your hustles up until 3am. Only for you to now miss your alarm tomorrow for your full-time job that's
1: paying your rent. Or you make it to your full-time job and you can't perform. That's a huge problem. Like I love energy management, time management, energy management, you have to, and money management. You have to be able to make sure everything you're putting in Mm -hmm. is actually... If it's a seed, just know it's a seed, yeah. but make sure that it's fruitful. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't have fruitful work. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they do a lot in order to feel <laughs> like, no, but do you get what I mean? You're doing a lot to feel like I'm doing a lot, yeah. but it's what you're doing actually bearing fruit. And I think yeah. that's why a lot of us get to a point where we are frustrated because we start this thing, now where's the fruits? Yeah. I've, I've been putting in all of this work. Where's the fruits? Is mm-hmm. it that you haven't given it enough attention and you haven't watered it enough? A lot of us can plant seeds. Mm-hmm. I bought this camera. I did it. But have you watered it? Have mm-hmm. you been disciplined enough mm-hmm. to continue mm-hmm. to return back to those seeds and actually pour water into them, take care of them, take out the weeds mm. so that you can see the fruit? Yeah, yeah. A lot of us just plant. We yeah. planted here. I planted there. I planted there. You've got so many plots. You've got so many <laughs> things. You've got, do you get what I mean? What have you cultivated?
0: <laughs> oh, you know the ones where you open the, the garden door and you're just looking at all the plots
1: that you need to water? You're just like, I'm giving up. I'm lives. done. And, and it's, it, that's a natural response. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tired of constantly giving, giving, giving. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because you're giving to too many places. And you really need to That's focus why your cup is always empty. Is- it's not toxic people. or You're pouring too much. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: enough. It is really enough, but no, honestly, time, time management, energy management, yeah. Yeah. manage your energy and no, so your good. energy won't be managed by waking up at 4am or 3am mm. in the morning. There's also that, again, I mean, go and listen to our hustle culture episode way back. Seems like so long ago. It was one. one of our
1: first episodes. I know. Yeah.
0: Go back and listen to that um, to hear more about what we have to say about that. But this whole culture of like, this is going to sound so mad, but working hard, <laughs> make it... <laughs> <laughs> and this is i am not listen you have to work hard but i think we've glorified hard work to the point that it's the torture. work is just it's t- slavery <laughs> stop it torture stop I'm crying. crying like it doesn't have to be torture yeah. try and optimize systems and make it as easy as possible for you to win yes stop trying to do things that are too difficult to do mm. if you're flopping at it recognize you're flopping and either fix the problem as in the external problem, or fix yourself.
1: This is it.
0: Stop making life. Like, I just, me and Courtney have this conversation all the time where we're just like, we don't want to live a hard life. Life
1: <laughs> so So let me tell you something. You could tell them that I said it, yeah? I like nice things. <laughs> I don't like hard living. Okay? I like rest. Like, why?
0: Like, this hmm. glorification of hard work. I've already what? told
1: hard? Renee, my ideal week <laughs> is to actually start work at, on Tuesday at 12pm And I'll be done by first day at 2
0: Listen Courtney Then you've got you got Out
1: of office email From me
0: I'm screaming Listen I'm sure you guys Have come across The whole like Four day work week It was Courtney That started it She even suggested The three day work Two day work week Please <laughs> no but honestly like work hard and trust me like we've been there we work hard on the things that we yes, care about yeah but we also put in hard boundaries and make sure that we optimize our systems yes. and our energy management such that we're not working ourselves into the ground. because the thing that is powering all of these things that you're doing from your full-time work to your side hustles is you nobody else is doing it for you unless like most people that are doing side hustles are working for themselves. Yes. They're not working, you know, as a team or like a business. And maybe you might have, you know, people that are working for you as part of your business slash side hustle. However, the main power source is you. And if you start affecting the main power source, then unfortunately the lights won't stay on for very long. Mm, they won't. Mm-mm. And when they go out, you will have no money. Mm. So. It's so true. <laughs> Focus. Focus. On yourself, people, please, please, please. And so pattern true. one thing at a time. This
1: is it. Take your time. And it it's fine to do multiple things at the same time, but can you handle it? Exactly. Do it you is. have the capacity for it? Know when to let things go and know when to take things up. Oh, knowing when to let things go is so important. Yeah.
0: Because it, listen, you will be hanging onto that title of CEO, but your business or your side hustle has been in <laughs> bankruptcy for the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh to the point where you're actually using money from your personal account to cover your debt. Honey, you need to
1: let that one go. Mm-mm. You need to let that one go. You know why? <laughs> what you? God bless you. Yeah, because I think a lot of us have glorified that CEO title so much mm. that we prefer to say I'm self-employed, or to yeah. s- we prefer to say I'm a CEO, or uh, we prefer to say I manage my I do my own thing. Yeah than actually to have a successful business and a a functional business. And that's not to say your business... No, I'm being serious. That's not to say your business Mm. is going to be profitable from day one, Mm. okay? Mm. We understand. We've been there, in fact, where you've had to put personal funds into a business. You've had to, you know, no one else is coming to bail you out. You are the bailout, okay? But... That is, the goal is not to be able to say, I have this plaque, I started something. It's to say, I finished well. And it. I think so many of us this are it. so happy when we're able to do the post i just started xyz and everyone is cheering you on in the comments Mm -hmm. that we think that that's the moment of success Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when i'm able to say i started xyz instead of to say i i i'm finishing well i'm sustaining it well i'm doing something successfully that is functional that is healthy saying you started something is not the success point. The success point is the end Mm. where you're able to say, I built something. Mm. And that's something I think we don't really cherish sometimes. In that when you're starting a a business or when you're starting a side hustle, you're saying, I'm taking on this, new season of life to build something yeah you know I'm, I'm setting out on a journey i haven't arrived yeah i haven't crossed the finish mm-hmm, line mm-hmm. and that's that's something that i think is really key in what you're saying
0: yeah for sure and starting with humility as well yeah. like if you do want to make it like a
1: because transparency is important yeah. right and being yeah.
0: super super vulnerable is a beautiful thing but start with humility like there's no need to go i'm ceo <laughs> I've registered my business. If you have some, some of y'all I haven't. Um. <laughs> Please, if you're earning more than 12,000. Stop it. What,
1: register you your, need, your business, really. You must. No, you actually must. You must. But and you be are, saving for tax. A,
0: be saving for tax. This, this is what I was going to say.
1: This is what I was going to say. A lot of us see, this is why you need to invest in the knowledge, for example. Mm. I was talking about this with one of my friends and she was saying how a lot of business owners didn't even know over the last year that they would have been able to claim furlough. Wow. because they never signed up to register their company and they never put themselves on payroll. Wow. And literally the smallest thing of putting yourself on payroll for one month, yes, you're going to have to pay tax, but so does everybody else. Mm. I'm going to have to pay tax. so I don't want to do it. Okay, now you haven't got furlough. Now you haven't got access to all of these grants. Now you can't even get a mortgage because where's your money coming from? It's mm-hmm. illegitimate.
0: HMRC will find you.
1: You may not register. And they will, they will slap you with a big fat uh, fine. Okay. Or you're going to prison. <laughs> you need to, st- we need to stop these things. Like, I, And I think that that's, there is no quick way to success. Mm. There is no easy way to success. Yes, some things will be faster than others, but everything takes commitment. Mm, everything mm-hmm. takes one thing that I think our generation really struggles with. I even struggle with it discipline yeah we struggle yes. if you're talking about balancing your nine to five and side hustle if there's one thing you need to cultivate now it is discipline to put in boundaries for yourself and for others to respect so that you can achieve your goals mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of us don't have those things in place we do things out of hopefulness don't be hopeful be, be disciplined. disciplined
0: be disciplined and consistent and stop relying on yourself and your willpower to see things hey, through to the end <laughs> it won't work it won't work it i won't. promise you it won't it's not willpower it's yeah. environment set yourself up your habits your discipline this is it set yourself up for success <sighs> it's not a secret and it's not about you this is it.
1: you're not you
0: don't have a special se- this sounds so like Wow, well, we really
1: went on a run on yeah we one. have
0: let, open your book and <laughs> write the notes <laughs> it's not about you it's not about how special you are this and is
1: how- it
0: Pioneering Are you. A lot of us want to have
1: that thing of like despite all the odds, the odds were you. <laughs> yes. You were the odds.
0: <laughs> you were
1: the obstacles. It was you. If you had just set yourself, yes, it might not be as glamorous, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, to say actually, because it doesn't always sound as glamorous to yeah. say, actually, I don't struggle with XYZ because I just set up these systems in my life that allow me to be successful. Yeah. It's way more, it it it, Garner's way more of an applause when you say all of this stuff was going wrong and I came through and I just, it it all worked out. I worked for 36 hours straight and you wouldn't have had to do that if you were organized. (laughs) Yes, there will be times where you have to do that and it's not your fault. But a lot of times for most of us, it's because instead of the the, the three hours that you had spare right now to do something, to help your side hustle, to help your career, you spent it on Netflix. Okay, that was a choice. Now you're late for your deadline and you're doing crisis control, crisis management. You're stressed and you're tired. Your energy is being poured out in a way that it shouldn't be because of a choice that you made earlier. Mm -hmm. Let's make better choices that make our life easier. Mm -hmm, And making mm -hmm. your life easier is not a cop-out. In fact, that is the way a lot of us like struggle too much. Deliver yourself from that bondage. Make life easier for yourself. That's why you make money. That's why you you have certain relationships. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. why you you buy certain systems. Mm-hmm. You want your life to be easy. Make it easy.
0: Honestly. Set yourself up for success. Set be on your boundaries. own team. Be
1: on your own side this time. Cheer your, It's not every day the op. Sometimes be on your own Do side. What what I
0: mean. It's actually fine to make life easy.
1: I enjoy I would like mm. a life. Like life
0: is already hard enough. To make it harder, as beautiful as To be as the one narrative. making it harder. Oh,
1: that's even, that's terrible. Dangerous. God. But that brings us on to, I guess, our final segment. Well, it's not really our final segment. Let's keep talking. Mm-hmm. How do you transition your side hustle mm-hmm. into something you want to do full time? Ooh,
0: I love yeah. this question.
1: Um,
0: I would say... First of all, I mean, after, you know, working out the balance and all that kind of good stuff that we've just spoken about, you actually do need to do a real assessment on the longevity of your side hustle and the feasibility given the current climate Mm. of Mm. turning this into a full-time like business. Because it's not even a hustle anymore. It's a business. That's what you're turning your side hustle into. And I think genuinely practically planning for it to turn into such is important. So Mm. don't just say, oh, I've just had the biggest paycheck from my side hustle ever. I'm leaving my job tomorrow. Mm. Don't do that. Mm -mm -mm. I'm begging. I'm pleading with you. (laughs) Think about it carefully and give yourself some lead time. So if you do have a full-time role, you might have, you know, and you actually have to check your contract too. You might have to give, you know, three months notice or X amount of time. Give yourself some time to gather up funds, gather up a practical framework for leaving and then make the transition. And also think about, what that's going to do in terms of like thinking about taxes as well, you know, transitioning from full-time employment and self-employment to simply self-employment yeah. is very, very different.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I would also say, take your time with it too. Mm. There's no, there's actually no rush. There's really, really no rush. Mm. And I, another thing that I would say, sorry, all over the nah, place, because I'm literally, like lights are just going off yeah. in my head as I'm thinking. Another thing that you want to make sure of is, can your side hustle... Cover your expenses in the same way that your full-time work Mm, did, mm. because like it's really nice to have like a a one big paycheck from a one big payoff from your side hustle. Yeah, but consistently, yeah, having a look at your cash flow over the past few months, can you actually afford to have your side hustle cover your expenses and cover the paycheck that you would be losing out on from leaving your full-time role? and can you build up i mean we've spoken about it already before but again emergency funding as well do you have sufficient amount of money such that if things do dry up for your side hustle you'll be be able to sustain yourself for a bit so asking yourself really nitty-gritty practical questions Mm. and thinking about giving yourself some leeway and some league time to Mm. leave your full-time role for your side hustle is super super important and then also having a vision and a plan for your side hustle to turn into a business yeah because your side hustle can't remain at the level at it that no, it is currently it it's a nice grow. little thing but it has to grow so thinking about what are your plans for scale with your side hustle given that now you can give yourself the time to work on it full time so good to replace the job that you once held this is so, so those good. are the kind of things that i would be thinking about yeah. when like you know the side hustle is is yeah. turning, is becoming bigger than it perfect. was perfect
1: so perfect i'm on the exact same page um i'd say I kind of am a bit different in terms of, I am not really a planner. I will just jump head first. You know me. (laughs) I'll just, yeah, let's do this. Drop everything. Let's go. Um, And sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. I think having a plan is really important. But also, I think one thing that I've learned about myself and I encourage other people to cultivate in themselves is the ability to know that you will put in the work. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are, as soon as a trouble, like I think a lot of us see um, troubles and we see a thing and we're just ready to run. Oh, I knew this thing shouldn't have worked out. Troubles will come. You have to be able to face them. (sighs) And I think that's what you need to realize for yourself as you're going on this journey of, When your side hustle wasn't going right, sometimes it's like, it's okay because I've got my full-time work. This was only supplement money. You know, it was just, you know, if it comes in, that's nice. If it doesn't, okay, the roof's not gonna, you know, fall off. Yeah. Now it's a full-time business, sister. roof will fall off. Oh boy. You need to be committed boy. to making sure this must work. Yeah. And doing as much as you can, as much as literally pull yourself into it so that it can succeed. Mm. A lot of us haven't cultivated that skill because for our workplace, if a deadline isn't met, as long as you don't fire me okay we'll get over it Mm. so you'll just mention it in my quarterly review and we'll move forward you know in our side hustles like I said if if this you know if I don't hit my sales target for this month it's okay I've got my paycheck I just won't maybe have you know anything going into my holiday fund if your business doesn't meet its (laughs) targets, you're gonna you may have the bank chase you you may have your savings depleting quickly The bailiff will come to your door. Boy, Where are you going to get the money from? And I think that's what transitioning from side hustle to business Mm. will bring out of you. The need to think more than you've ever thought before. You're going to have to work super, (laughs) super hard. And I'm saying it from experience in the sense of like, Um, when I was in uni, I always used to think, okay, if I don't get wig orders this week, Mm -hmm. it's okay because I've got my student loan. When I finished and I got my own studio space and I was doing this company full time at 21... Who's coming to bail me out? Nobody. Who is coming to bail me out? No Nobody. one. So if I can't pay my rent this month, I have to, I will force you to buy a wig from me. I don't care. <laughs> I, do, I know you bought a wig yesterday, but you're buying a wig from me Again, today. I have boy. rent to pay. You, you. There's a new level of hunger. And I think you need to be committed to making sure you meet your targets, being committed to making sure you're growing and you're evolving. And yes, recognize when something you're you're beating at a dead horse and it's not going to come back to life. But a lot of the time it's all about our efforts. You know, what flows in your business is an outpouring of who you are and the amount you've worked on yourself. Work on yourself and be committed to this thing. Um, I think another practical thing is like you you were saying, manage your money, manage your energy, manage your time. Um, your, this is a new level of schedule. This is a new, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. there's no rigid structures in this. You have to put in as much discipline and as much structure as you want. And that requires a new level of discipline. It requires a new level of just attention to yourself and how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's no lunch break unless you say I'm going to have a lunch break here, you know, and, and Paying attention to your finances as well. How much are you spending personally and as business expenses? Mm. Is it now becoming more expensive to run your business because you're doing it full time? You may no longer be able to do it in your bedroom anymore. You may have to go and get an external space or you may now have to start paying people to help you with the increased workload or you may now be putting more money into marketing. How are you going to afford this? You know, make sure that your numbers add up because I find the more you scale a business, the more expensive the business becomes to run. Just because you're able to run the business whilst you were working and it was, you were bringing it. Listen, let me just, just throw some numbers to make it um, Mm. a better example. When I was at uni and I was making wigs, I could charge maybe a hundred pounds to make a wig for somebody. I was just making a wig for someone and then I'll take it to the post office. Mm. My profit margin was like 90%. I was keeping all of that money in the bank. When I got my own space, (laughs) I was still charging a hundred pounds to make wigs for people. And yes, I was getting more people to make wigs for, but now I wasn't just going to the post office, I was going to the post office, I was buying packaging, I was, um, had to buy a company phone, I had to then get a yeah. studio space and that was like a thousand pounds of expenses a month that I didn't have whilst I was at uni. Yeah. And now a business that looks like it was bringing in more money was actually costing me more to run and because of that, because I hadn't calculated that, I was running at a loss. And so how come I'm doing more work and I'm getting more customers, but I'm not making more money? In Mm. fact, I'm losing more money. If you don't pay attention to how you're managing your money and how scaling will affect your pocket and do the calculations of that, if you're not careful, this transition might not be worthwhile for Mm. you. Mm. And you may, and, and so that resulted in me having to increase my prices. So I think that, If if you're not paying attention to really, it may not be planning in advance, but it really is getting down to the numbers Mm. and getting a a true understanding of okay, how am I gonna work? How's this business gonna work? And how am I gonna make this work for me? That's what I would say. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. I feel like we've really been. We've really got into it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we <We're going to laughs> we really that up we really but we are going up. to be talking more about it we have experience in these things as entrepreneurs as people who have worked for companies in the past and who have gotten to a point you know whilst we are still at a very early stage of our career I would say we've done quite well thank god like we're, we're doing quite mm. well with what we have and so we want to pour out as much information and as much value to you as we do have and we'll be doing more of that on the mailing list so you should definitely sign up, but we want to hear what it is you're going through right now. Do you work a full time job? Are you starting a side hustle or are you trying to make the leap into starting your own company and doing that full time? You can let us know your thoughts on everything that we've spoken about today and also your situation by adding us on Instagram at To My Sisterhood and on Twitter, hashtag To My Sisters. Or you can also comment down below here on YouTube.
0: As Courtney said, make sure that you sign up to our mailing list because we drop the most amazing and I mean the most amazing gems in there memes and all we have and we have a we have a good time on there so make sure to sign up to our mailing list the link will be below we will talk to you very very soon and remember keep glowing and growing